This is episode number 53 with aspiring data scientist Virginia Mendoza. Welcome to the Super Data Science Podcast. My name is Kirill Eremenko, data science coach and lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you inspiring people and ideas to help you build your successful career in data science. Thanks for being here today. And now let's make the complex simple. Hello, hello, hello. Hope you're having a great week, a very exciting and interesting week. And today we've got an inspiring guest. Uh, Virginia is an aspiring data scientist. So Virginia came from a background in databases and now she's decided to transition her career into data science. And the reason for that is because she has a greater vision for her future. She has a vision of... uh, doing good for the world, and she can see that it will be much easier to do that by knowing data science. How cool is that? In this podcast, we talked about quite a few things. We talked about how to how Virginia goes about understanding what skills she needs to learn and how to break into the space of data science, about take, understanding when it's appropriate to take a step back in your career and take a step sideways without regretting all the effort that you've put into your career, but instead leveraging your career to build a new career in a different space, such as data science. Uh, We also talked about how goals and dreams are different and how it's important to have a dream and be passionate about it and always work towards it and how to line yourself up for success in your dream. How not to just jump at it, but actually understand the right career path that you need to select for yourself based on what type of person you are in order to line yourself up for success in uh, your dream, in your vision for your future. So a very interesting and inspiring podcast, especially if you are in the outskirts of just starting into your career, of just starting out into the space of data science, or if you already have a career, but you want to transition into the space of data science. And uh, that's uh, what we're going to be talking about today. And without further ado, I bring to you Virginia Mendoza, an aspiring data scientist. Welcome, everybody, to the Super Data Science Podcast. Today, we've got a very special guest, Virginia Mendoza, calling in from Bratislava in Slovakia. How are you going, Virginia, today? Oh, fine here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's great to have you. So, um, Tell us a bit about yourself. You are a student. You're studying data science. You're trying to get into this space. Um, is that correct? Yes, I'm very thrilled to to understand data science. And it's been a while. I am into these studies, uh, basically online courses, which mm. have been finding one more interesting than another. And um, that's it. I'm studying, and okay. finally, I found a chance to. To go more deeper on it. <laughs> okay, awesome. And you're listening to the podcast at the same time because the way the way we met, you actually sent me um, a a long comment on uh, <laughs> how I could do the podcast better, or basically like some uh, some tips, which I really appreciated about how yes. um, I communicate with guests and so on. So, um, how how are you finding the podcast? 
I find that's that's because I find it amazing and brilliant idea from you uh, that I, I thought uh, maybe should uh, tell him some tip that if I can help in something uh, and if he can see this, maybe he will think about it because uh, it would be nice to improve, just to, uh, improve. When you see something that's really great, uh, you, you think about improving. When yes. you don't believe in that, you don't even go there and it doesn't bother with this. <laughs> <laughs> but this for me is re a really great uh, to, a way to, to reach out all the data scientists and the future data scientists to empower their visions. And uh, it's, it's, well, that's what moves us. Yes, passion. yes, and thank you. That that was that was a great uh, thing to hear. I was, uh, really appreciated the comments and definitely something I take take on board. And and then I kind of like was a bit <laughs> straightforward and I said, "Oh, okay, cool." I looked at your LinkedIn and uh, I was so surprised by your background. I couldn't not invite you onto the show. And and then <laughs> it was very interesting because. When we just started the call, just now, just now for people listening, we were just on the call before the podcast, and I honestly thought that Virginia is from Bratislava, and and then she's <laughs> traveled to all these different places. But it turns out it's completely a completely different story, and it's it's even crazier than I thought. So tell us a bit about your background. Where are you from, and how has your life taken you to all these different countries, all these different places in the world? Well, um, uh, first of all, I would like to note that now I understand why the recruiters, they come to me already thinking that I'm from Slovakia, <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> it's not clear. Despite of, uh, I think there is now a two to make it clear on, on LinkedIn. Anyways, uh, my life has been uh, challenging, uh, mostly challenged by myself. When I was in Brazil, I was a DBA Work with SQL Server. Sorry, just to start, you you're actually from Brazil because we still haven't gotten that clear. Yes, I'm Brazilian, totally okay. Brazilian. Okay. And uh, I started working and uh, with database. It was my first and experience with IT area. And uh, since uh, then, I've been working like seven years. Uh, working with databases and mostly SQL Server. And, uh, well, as I was working in Brazil, I thought about, well, I, I miss in um, some international business uh, knowledge. I would like to improve in my business knowledge because I feel this need to, to have my own business. So thinking much about it, I thought about studying it in uh, outside of the country to have a broader idea of it. So I went to Ireland. I was in Dublin for a year studying. And after that, I really liked the style here in the European Union. Uh, I decided to stay. And then I applied for jobs in all the Europe. And the first uh, one to give me an opportunity was AT&T here in Slovakia. <laughs> Okay. So I thought, why not? And there I go. Amazing, amazing. So you <laughs> challenged yourself to get out of your comfort zone. Big change from Brazil to Dublin, like even just temperature-wise, it's, it's crazy. Yes, uh, mainly from Brazil to, to Ireland. Because in Slovakia, like right now, uh, you can feel it's hot, it's warm, 
outside, it's 15 degrees, and it can even reach much more, like 30 degrees. Ireland, <laughs> it's super windy and uh, cold. Uh, that's what I faced in the entire year I was there. A uh, few times uh, off sun. So Slovakia is a bit a bit better than that. Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. It is, uh, okay. Uh, well, fantastic. So, very, very interesting. You mentioned that kind of like I, there's so many places we can start, but let's probably start with y- your decision to. Uh, kind of stop your career in database administration and move to um, data science and data analytics. What what triggered that change? Because like for somebody listening to this podcast, if they have a career of seven years in a certain area, they might be attached to it. They might be thinking, uh, I'm, I'm already very good at this. If I, if I decide to go to data science or business uh, or data analytics, I will have to start from zero. I will lose all of the years of... Uh, effort that I've put into my career and the progression in my career that I've had. So how did you go about thinking about that challenge that uh, it's such a big step to move to data science? First of all, it's about the perspective you take over the the situation. Like if you if you see this like an opportunity to increase your skills, your real skills, it's never a loss. Like even the database knowledge, like the managing database knowledge that I've got, it will help me to to understand, to have a broader view over the data science itself, because we, we need to know also where it is stored and also how it is managed. It's the backstage of uh, this focus. So I think every knowledge adds up. And mainly when we are talking about data science, because you can find people from all the other professions I've been uh, reading and listening and uh, watching videos and the people that have other backgrounds, they they can even reach uh, data science and be successful on it. So I found very, um, very... Uh, keen to to go into this path which offers such a broad uh, ways to go like I can use it like a tool in whatever I would like to study for and and this really fits on me because uh, I love having uh, options of, uh, like I love having uh, different options and freedom to choose and go wherever I want to go. So this is perfect because I can apply in, in whatever I feel that is interesting. And uh, by the way, statistics is something that I had uh, before when I started my university uh, life. The first course I did was a statistics. And <laughs> I thought, no, <laughs> when I'm going to use that in that time, I was very, uh, I was a teenager. And now I understand maybe... Um, uh, now I can finally use and uh, undusty that knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Okay, wow, that's that's a, that's a great overview. And uh, yeah, I, I also I also <laughs> had a course in statistics and, at university, and at the time it was so so vague in terms of the applications. How would you mm-hmm. ever apply this unless you go into actuarial sciences or something very specific? But now 
I actually rediscovered myself statistics for myself just recently when I was uh, creating the statistics course, and it's so interesting. Like, uh, it's there's so many different applications you can have, you can do in analytics and data science. But yeah, yeah, yeah thank you so much for that that overview. That's uh, it's great that you have this perspective of you know that you're not missing out. You're actually learning something new. You're 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 progressing in a bit of a different direction, but at the same time where you can, you're leveraging your skills. But I agree that, I think somebody said, uh, who oh, definitely somebody said, I think Einstein said it, uh, that um, if you're not learning, you're dying, something like that. So if you feel that you're not learning in a career, then why why stay there, right? Exactly, yeah. Okay. I believe totally knowledge just adds up. You're never losing you're always increasing uh, your capacities of perspective, actually. Mm-hmm. The more experience you have, the more knowledge you have, uh, different perspectives you can have uh, over the happenings on your life. And that's all it is about. Yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, so what was the first step that you took? Was it that degree in Dublin? That Was that your first step into data science, into analytics? Actually, that was into business. I had no idea I would end up in data sciences. Uh, actually, uh, well, I, I am I am into this uh, passion for having my own business, and uh, never thought that I could use a tool like data science to help me out. Lately, I had this insight, like like late three months ago. I've been into really considering to change my career because I felt very uh, interested in the course, mainly in this uh, data science A to Z course that you offer in Udemy. That was amazing. I was was really enjoying and uh, most of the time at work thinking of it than anything else. (laughs) So I, (laughs) I thought... Oh my God, this is interesting. I could have many insights, and if I had my own business, it would have, uh, it would bring me, it would leverage my career, like my business itself, to the, the proper insights. So uh, I was thinking about it, and I was studying this, and during three months, uh, really keen for doing this. And in inside eighteen T, I I found this possibility. There were open positions, and I just applied for it. Mm. Okay, uh, that, that's really cool. Specific. That's that's yeah. that's very cool that you just uh, just applied, and uh, and uh, it happened that uh, there were positions that you were interested in at eighteen T at the time. Yeah, it was a series of coincidences. Like, I was uh, feeling super interested on this, like super into uh, understanding it deeper. And uh, also, uh, there were dispositions of label like in AT&T. And I, I saw them because usually I, I never see. And this one, I, I, it really called my attention, obviously, because this interests me. So I thought then I have to decide. I will go for it. This is what I find more meaningful for me and to start this carry on this area. Okay. That's that's really cool. So tell us a bit more about AT&T. Like I've I've encountered AT&T in America. It's a they uh, they do mobile phones like they sell uh, 
service, mobile services. Is that the same company that you're working for? Is it, do they do the same thing in Europe? Yes, it's exactly the same company, but uh, here they they don't do the same. Like uh, we are managing the services. So uh, in this case, uh, I was into data database, managing the database, uh, the systems that uh, actually are um, in there in the USA. So I was uh, basically taking care of services in USA, not in here. Oh, okay. So it's like an outsourced operations from the US exactly. just in Europe. Interesting. And um, and so, what do you do currently at AT and T? Like, I'm I see on your LinkedIn it says a data integrity asset analyst. What what does a data integrity asset analyst do? Well, the moment I just changed to this position, it is inside the asset life cycle management. Uh, of AT&T, it takes care of the assets, uh, all the information of the AT&T assets. So we have to gather this and we have to uh, collect all the data from softwares and hardware all together uh, from different databases, uh, uh, basically, as far as I could figure it out, uh, <laughs> they're being gathered by a software that is called Asset Manager. And through these, we collect and analyze the data from AT&T systems, um, and then we can compare and understand the overall data integrity. Okay, very interesting. So you, it sounds like you're very involved in that first initial part of data science, of the data science lifecycle, where um, you're kind of, uh, data preparation data data collection data cleaning maybe not necessarily the full the full suite but that's kind of like your main focus is that correct exactly i see it's the beginning uh, i see they are cleaning the data I, I can i can start to imagine all the things to do and I feel really excited to apply what i'm learning and also to use the tools uh, like tableau which we learn in, in your course. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so uh, does AT&T have Tableau or Power BI? They, oh, well, AT&T uh, has a, a partnership with Microsoft. Okay. And we, we obviously have access to Power BI, but as far as I can, I was actually before the, the, to, be, to be hired, I was talking to the manager and I was uh, really interested into having this experience with Power BI and the work. Uh, but she said it's not still, uh, we we are not going to work with this still. So I cannot wait for the time, even myself, to bring it there somehow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. way to make it more valuable. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's very interesting. You don't uh, have access sometimes, you know, it happens in life. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have the same situation where they don't have access to the tools that they want to learn. And in fact, I had the same situation. I was working at a company in the industry and I didn't have access to R, Tableau, even SQL. So that was very, very, uh, like, <laughs> very challenging. Situation. Yeah. I only had frustrating. Exactly. I only had Excel. So I had to talk to the uh, managers and I had to get uh, ask them to actually bring those tools and I had to make business cases why those tools should be here, why they're important and so on. Um, but in the meantime, what do you do when you don't have access to the tools that you want to learn at work? What do you do about uh, progressing your learning anyway? 
That's exactly what I've done. I have asked access to uh, to the ITU service, which takes care of this area in at and I have I've, I've done this request and also stated why I need it. And still, like, well, uh, I've got to install Tableau because it, it, I, I got to prove that it's related, but the other uh, is still on the go. So by now, it's what interests me. And also Excel, it's helpful. So that's it. Yeah, that's what I, I can use at work. Yeah, okay. Um, interesting. And in terms of your role at at and do, um, do you kind of like... When you started that role, how many years ago was that again? It was uh, the role of uh, DBA? No, at at and It was 2015, yeah. 2015, January okay. 2015. Okay, so uh, you've been in that role for, for some time. I just want to understand, and for the, for the benefit of listeners, how do you think ahead in terms of a career at a company? Do you do you just jump at a role? Did you just jump at a role because you liked it? Or did you to take something into consideration and you thought, okay, so this this role will take me to this type of data science work, which I want to do. And and did that ha- happen in real life? What, what's the situation there? Well, before taking this role, I was studying really uh, the options I had. And at and has an amazing uh, software tool, web service, let's say, that offers us the, the possibility to see uh, the carry progression. So in the area of data science, also graphics showing how many are going, uh, getting into this job, how many are getting out, and uh, even what you have to know. And the the uh, a portal to get this knowledge also there. So specific subjects into the data science area and how to get there and the progression also. Uh, where you end up, like in this case, uh, like a data analyst uh, in the asset lifecycle management, I would be like in the quality management. It would be the end of uh, my career in this area into at and So at and gives this, uh, like it's called the intelligence, uh, carry intelligence and I carry too. There are two websites from at and that give us a background, like we can have an idea, clear idea, where do we go if we choose this role? And that's what I was doing. I was really concerned where I would end up if I choose this. And this uh, was uh, from the choice that I had, the most interesting, the, the most similar to what I would, would like to have at least start the experience experience and and hands-on sorry uh with data Mm -hmm. okay Uh, that's that's very interesting and what would your recommendation be to uh listeners who of the podcast who are considering a career in data science how would you advise them to think about their career and uh, you know like what things they should they take into consideration when because making a first move in your career is is a big thing. If I, like applying for a job and getting the job and agreeing to the job, it's it's a huge step. So, what would you recommend to them to consider when making these decisions? I, I first of all, I think this should be based on in knowing yourself. What do you 
you like most doing so that your decision uh, won't be regretted uh, later on because you're totally sure that about who you are, your values and what you like most. So once you are aware of that, you can make a clear decision of not because this is the big fashion of the moment that they are giving you lots of money if you go uh, successfully, but because you really find it meaningful in your life. You really find this uh, this is a tool that you, you can go totally into without regret. So if you are feeling that, uh, I, I totally support you on, on choosing, on deciding. If not, I support you in, in, in studying exactly uh, where you want to go, uh, what you feel most uh, uh, attracted to before taking this decision. Okay, that's that's very good advice because I, I agree with you that there's so many areas of data science that a person could go into. There's so many different tools that you could study, so many different types of data science, so many uh, different applications, uh, methodologies, and so on. And it's just probably impossible to learn everything and be very good at everything and have a career in everything. You're going to have to choose inevitably. So uh, totally uh, second that opinion, you have to have to understand what you are actually, what you like, what uh, what's the best thing, what's the best fit for you personally, regardless of what the hype is about, regardless of if everybody's exactly. talking about machine learning, but you don't like Python programming or R programming, well, exactly. maybe you should be doing something else. For example, uh, everybody is, uh, you can see people are excited by Java programming. Uh, since I, I entered in IT, it was like the boom all my colleagues were going for that, but I said, no, <laughs> I don't feel like programming. I don't feel like I admire if you are doing it with all your passion, but if not, it doesn't make any sense. It's eight hours if, for example, you're working uh, at a company, eight hours uh, of your life uh, daily for frustrating tasks. I think we, we should really consider the paths we take based on, on what we most like or on who we think we are and who we really are. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. I agree with that. And yeah, so for all all students listening to this out there, like I often get asked the question, like which which course should I start with? Which you know you have, Kirill, you have like twenty courses in data science. Which uh, which should I take? Where should I go? And the thing is, the answer for everybody is different. It depends again on yes. what you feel like. What what is the best thing for you? And don't don't get. Um, uh, distracted by the fact that you know just now we released a course on deep learning or we, re we released a course on on something else and and that's like the hype mm -hmm. of the situation it, you really have to be um in Careful. line you have to be honest with yourself what what is the best thing for you like do you if you like visualization you like tableau well just do tableau just do do visualization and get really good at it there's this field is booming so fast that there's going to be job opportunities pretty much in any space of data science wherever you decide to go yeah i i would consider to to look at yourself what do you feel more interested like when you are uh experienced like curiosity you are trying out i want to try out what made you to to want to try that out it's an interest what uh, how far this interest goes how many times you've been into this how much you are really interested so that's what you like most doing 
Agreed. And that's how I figured out. What, how, what did you figure? I was about to ask. What did you figure out for yourself? What is what is your most interesting thing in data science? Well, first of all, it's uh, business. My uh, <laughs> idea is <laughs> it's finally having business, mostly uh, in the area of uh, social development, like uh, social organizations. And uh, I would like really to to create my own business in this area or at least make part of this. And uh, I cannot uh, find any other two other than data science to to help me out with uh, these two to get the best of it, like uh, to see the trends and and instead of just instead of just making profits, like you can take the tools and make profit with your personal business, but you can also do it with the good uh, social purpose. You know, we are here to to uh, add up in the society, and and why not? Yeah. So I like a super powerful tool to boost my intention to. Interesting. To my own business in this area. Interesting. So let's let's talk a bit more about that. So I noticed in your um, on your LinkedIn, you actually <laughs> it sounds like I'm stalking you on your LinkedIn. That's all <laughs> all I've been talking about. But I've just got to open it right now in front of me, and it's you. You have uh, been involved quite in quite a few volunteer opportunities, and for instance, um, you were involved in the Africa Center. Can you tell us a bit more about that, just briefly, so that we kind of get get a feel for what kind of person you are, and then we'll talk more about business opportunities in data science. Uh, yeah, in Ireland, I, I had to study and I, I could work also uh, like for a limited time, but uh, I decided to go for things that I really was interested. Like I was already into business and uh, I was very close to the idea of uh, how could I improve society? Which, which are the NGOs here that are doing something about uh, society? So the ones I am more, uh, that I have noted that I'm more uh, keen to help are about uh, uh, the refugees and also these excluded uh, societies like black, poor, and uh, this excludes the society people that are just left without much options. So I went for them. Like I went to these institutions to check what they were doing and to, to see how I could be helpful for them. And that's basically the Africa Africa Center. It's uh, gathering the youths, the the teenagers mostly to. Uh, bring the consciousness about the services provided, uh, cultural services for uh, for them to keep their roots alive, to feel that they are not alone, that they have their support. So uh, it's it's amazing job that what they do. I was directly with the director of the company, and we we had I had nice nice ideas with him to to improve the business into there mostly i was uh, managing the projects he had like all together with other people this from his stuff to promote this information to the community the african community inside ireland oh, okay okay that's that's very very interesting and thanks uh, thanks for that breakdown very noble thing to do to um, participate in volunteer opportunities and kind of like now moving on to your 
idea of using data science in business for good. Can you tell us a bit more about about that? Like I know before the podcast you mentioned um, uh, a company called Datakind and how they use data for social good. So maybe let's start there. How what is Datakind and what do you know about them and how do you use, how do they use data science for good? Well, uh, first of all, I I know this uh, Jake uh, Jake Poway. He is the founder and executive director of Datakind. Uh, I was uh, checking, actually, uh, I found him because I was checking which companies uh, working into data science are interested in working with social goods. So I found this data kind of company, which is uh, work that I really admire. And uh, they basically, they, they're helping to... Um, bringing together data scientists with a high impact and to, to, to promote a high impact in social organization to better collect, to better analyze, to better visualize the data in the service of uh, humanity, like uh, to decrease poverty uh, uh, taxes, like to decrease uh, violence and uh, all, all issues that we, we have in the society, basically. Mm, okay, very interesting. Sounds sounds like a very um, very passionate um, person and uh, somebody that I would love probably to invite to the podcast as well. Um, yes. Yeah, it's, it's that it's, would be very interesting to to have this person. And there is also a woman because I'm a kind of feminist, and there is also a woman uh, in this area. I don't know if you if you heard about her. Um, well, what's but her name? Claudia Polish. No, is the chief uh, scientist in distillery. It's uh, also a company that, in, in her case, in her case, she's uh, uh, providing uh, marketing intelligence like this. So she she has a brilliant mind, and it's a really great data scientist in the area. I get inspired with her and her data mining knowledge. Also, she she has some presentations in YouTube that inspires me too. Okay. So okay. basically, they both together like. <laughs> Interesting. All my 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 view of good data scientist. Okay, so that's pretty interesting. Very very. Um, inspiring people and very inspiring initiative sounds like it. But uh, what about your idea? So, what's uh, what are you thinking of using data science uh, in your business for to help um, use analytics for good? Well, uh, using the um, uh, prediction models like uh, uh, Claudia does, like I was mentioning her name, uh, to figure out. Uh, the trends into uh, social issues, basically regarding to refugees, which is a critical issue in here in the European Union. So uh, I, I'm really interested in, in gathering the data to offer then support in, in the shelter specifically and having uh, mainly in, in care of children. But uh, 
I am aware that I need to to be in touch to many many other companies, NGOs that do the same service to to have a broader experience, not just what I had in Ireland, but uh, much more contact. And in this um, reality that I ended up in Slovakia, I'm a bit far from it. But still, what uh, is my biggest desire? We, we are talking about the uh, the end. Uh, line like real my biggest desire to use uh, to, to use and develop great uh, uh, knowledge about data science on helping me to furthermore um, invest on this idea on this business idea mm-hmm. okay that's uh, that's that's pretty cool so um, you're kind of like still still searching still uh, de- developing your network and contacts to um, yes. Start a business, but why are you so, um, like, if you don't mind me asking, why why are you so um, confident about starting a business? There's so many different areas you could apply data science on. Why are you so set on starting a business, and what uh, what helps you keep that passion alive? Well, uh, that's a that's, that's a great question, and uh, well. Honestly, I was always troubled in my life with uh, the idea of starting up my own business. I say troubled because the society uh, conventional ways don't usually convey to supporting our creativity. Most of people are training to be part of an existing, already existing working idea. Therefore, uh, well, pursuing my way into my own way to to do my own business like it's it's something that would really give me satisfaction uh i don't have to follow the rules of any other person that create any other idea i have these values that brought me to on a specific idea and i would like to to put it in practice of course uh, with the best uh, skills that i have so I would build it uh, strongly, and why not? We we are usually raised to to go with the flow and uh, just work there to have uh, money and uh, be keep ourselves uh, fine. But I think uh, life it's much more than that. We 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 are here and we are very valuable. So we can add with our own ideas and create our own own ways. That's very inspiring. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, what would you say to uh, to somebody listening to this podcast who's uh, who maybe thinks similar to you? I think may, many people, I think maybe everybody even, has some sort of passion, some sort of ideas of how the world could be better. What would you say to those people uh, about how they can um, get excited about that and what, what kind of first steps can they take in the direction of starting their own business, in the direction of becoming kind of like more independent in their thinking and not just uh, performing the the work that they're doing at, at their at their jobs even though they might like it but also have creating that opportunity for themselves to implement these ideas into something material and make them come to life oh it it uh, I think it's all about passion that uh, exactly when you have been honest with yourself and choosing a career that you really like, these uh, might be a natural result because you are so excited in this uh, area that you start to have your own ideas. 
And why not to put them in practice? So I would advise to you, uh, to you to to who is listening and is into the same uh, perspective of mine, the same uh, objective. Uh, I would uh, advise you to just pursue your passion. Don't uh, don't let it go uh, just just because it's comfortable to to be like that. Go for the challenges. Your passions are going to hold you tight there and it will make you succeed if you are really into it. So don't be afraid and really try if you find this is your passion. That's what I would advise. Well, fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. It's it's great. And you mentioned challenges. Uh, what What is the biggest challenge that you're facing right now in terms of making all of this come to life? The biggest challenge right now is how to apply the knowledge into my work because I want to to make it real, you know. And I know that data science is about real problems. It's about reality. We can uh, solve it. So I want to, to have this knowledge I'm gathering, apply it into my work. This is the uh, starting point. So I will be more and more uh, familiar with it and have a broader experience. And and this is the biggest challenge because uh, the biggest experience would be the what will guide me to my dream. Okay. Basically. <laughs> okay, gotcha. That's that's very interesting. And yeah, very interesting um, how you think about it, uh, that uh, you you want to first start by getting the experience and then move on to your dream. And like, I was actually, it's interesting you mentioned that because I was actually thinking about that myself just recently that like what what I do in in my business and what, what I'm uh, like working with, a lot of that would have not been possible if I had not spent enough time at university, at uh, my uh, um, career in Deloitte, where I was doing consulting, at my career in the industry, where I was uh, building a data science team. And at the time, for me, it felt like uh, maybe it was just exciting projects. At Deloitte, there was lots and lots of exciting, fun things. I was flying all over Australia, doing really cool data science projects. And then maybe it was just like challenges that were overcoming. And also there was a sense of obligation that, you know, you have to have a job to pay the bills and so on and so forth. Um, And always like I kind of, and slowly my dream was growing and growing and growing into something bigger with time. But now looking back, I see that if I had not done the job at the industry, if I had not done uh, the career at Deloitte, I wouldn't have had the right experience, expertise, and background in order to do what I'm doing now. And I'm really thankful to my past self yeah. for spending that time and you know those those whatever three years or more, if you include university and and other um, jobs, then in doing what I did because it helped me build all this vision and especially the expertise to to do the things that I want to do now to actually make my dream come true. So that's some great advice, I think. Yeah, you you are building yourself. You know? You're finding out what you like most. And uh, now you are receiving the product of that. I, I believe the result is this. Yes, yes. And so for those listening out there, it's I think it's a great tip that if you have a dream of doing something, then probably when you're young, it's harder to understand 
how what the, the pathway to your dream. Um, you just you just go with the flow, or you do what you're passionate about. But even doing what you're passionate about is is a great compass in life. It helps you because it'll guide you to your dream anyway. But if you're if you're already a bit experienced, you know what life's all about. <laughs> kind of it's hard to know, but you know you know a thing or two. Um, it's it's a bit easier to sit down and think. Okay, what is my dream, and how how do I build my path towards? Uh, towards my dream, and actually, this is this is interesting. I was I was saving this up for a five minute Friday episode, but I might say it here that there's a difference between dreams and goals. Dreams, and this is this was told to me by my mentor, who was taught this by his mentor. So it's trickled down quite a long way. And dreams are things that you want to accomplish in life. Full stop. It's just something that you would want to accomplish one day. Whereas goals are dreams which have a timeline. So once you say, I want to do this by this date, that's a goal. But if you don't have a date, it's something you want to do and something that you're passionate about, something you're working towards, that's a dream. It's a dream. And so it's important to understand uh-huh. not, not just sense. what, yeah, thank you. Not just what your goal is, but you know, for the next year, next three years, next five years, it's to understand what your dream is. Because the thing with dreams and goals is if you get them wrong, if you think, if you set your dreams as goals, if you say, I want to start a business in three years, then what will happen is, you will get frustrated if you're not achieving, you're not coming closer to your goal. If two years pass and you've not even one step closer. But if it's a dream, then you will still be doing what you're passionate about and your passion will guide you towards your dream. And one day it will become a goal. I believe that uh, it's very productive if you set your goals in the background, uh, if you set your a dream as a background to your goals. Like, they are essential for you to reach your goal. Uh, without them, maybe never realize. And some people just like to to dream about it and not really uh, put in practice. So the goal will make you realize what you really want. Sometimes in a point of your life, you have such a um, specific dream. And uh, through your goals, you maybe are reaching there. But on the way, you find something else. So in this uh, this pursuit to your dreams, you are finding who who you are, what you really want. So uh, dreams can change you, and we should uh, put them as a back uh, background from for our goals, and uh, bear in mind that it can change, <laughs> and uh, we should try try many times, like really really try to to figure out not just sit and think about it but we have to have hands-on to understand where we really want to go not just what appears to be fantastic i love it i love the concept of having your dream as the background for for your goals and for for things you're doing it it's a it's a great idea so that you're kind of everything you're doing and learning and working on is uh with that in mind so you always think oh okay how is that getting me you know like how is that in the direction of of my goal of my dream and how is that uh, going to help my dream and that's that's a great idea i think okay so i have just a couple of uh quick questions um kind of towards wrapping up can you like in your learning of data science what is uh what is a recent win that you've had that you could share with us something that you're proud of that you've uh, accomplished some breakthrough that you've had is there something that you can share with us uh, a learning and or maybe in your role either either or 
the the fact itself that I I got to change my career to this data analyst uh, position is just uh, uh, it's just the start, just the beginning. It's a really uh, something uh, I'm really happy about. I'm really excited, but. Uh, I have less than one month in, in this uh, position, so what I could have done, it's hard to, to say, like, of really solid by now. Just uh, I would like to apply, like, what I'm learning, I would like to apply, like, to visualize the data, the trends, where it is going. There are many things that I would like to, but I, I need to, to have uh, more experience to understand the process behind it and, uh, and finally to, to see the trends and the insights about it. It's too early to say something. No, but that's that's a good answer that you know that uh, you just uh, got into this new position, and I I kind of just like realized that that uh, you were a tech specialist in database administration in AT and T, and it just only happened a month ago. So I thought it was actually two two and a half years ago, but it just happened a month ago that you moved into data science. So very exciting! Congratulations on that. This this achievement, thank you. This achievement itself, it, it's really exciting for me. Mm. And it was it happened inside NTNT, right? So you just yes, how, uh, like I've heard a lot about that. That uh, companies and I've seen that happen. That companies often to keep talented people, they open up opportunities to move around within the companies. Do you have any advice on that? How would somebody who's uh, who's do, who's in a company that they love, how would they approach the question of oh, actually, I want to change my role to be more focused on data science. First of all, your manager should be keen with this idea because I always had a, a great um, interaction, like a great communication with my manager. And in at and uh, we have to, to go directly to the manager to talk about this idea of changing, of course, the position. And also when we go to apply in the website to uh, theoretically uh, change, it goes through automatically the permission of the manager. So if you have a good uh, understanding with your manager and uh, um, mostly if your manager is aware of your skills, where they are going to, what are your passions and is willing to support you. Uh, well, in at t it happens like that, that uh, your manager is going to help you. And uh, fortunately, in my case, that's what happened. My my manager uh, said that uh, he would support me and and uh, this uh, passion that he have seen that he have accomplished that I have more uh, focus on data than anything else. So he he advised me that told me that uh, not to be afraid. So first of all, uh, analyze uh, the. How is it the situation? If your manager knows you well enough to believe that you can really change to this new position, if not, uh, well, I think you should work on this relationship. If the, the politics are similar to at and I don't know how it works in other companies, but that's how it worked to me. I, I saw, fortunately too, I saw this position available, so I could apply for it. And uh, all went fine. Okay, all right. And uh, 
Would you, how would you compare an interview? I'm assuming there was an interview, like an interview inside the company when you're already inside the company versus an interview when you're joining a company fresh. Is, is it different? Oh, it's much more comfortable. Like you feel much better. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You are at home. You're just changing rooms. Like, you know, everybody. I I have a good relationship with my former colleagues. So, uh, and the the future, the the actual colleagues, they are also amazing. So they welcomed me and uh, everything was, uh, I I know how the process works in AT&T. So it's easier to to go for it and it's easier to change inside i believe logically they feel more interested in, in their own people than in the external ones because they know already the process so we will skip the part of teaching how it works uh, going through trainings uh-huh. because when i i was in AT&T for the first three months i was in too many trainings to understand the process and to to understand how it works there so they skip this it's it's an advantage okay. I, I felt like this okay that's that's great thanks thanks all for sharing i think that can be useful to uh useful inspiration to a lot of our listeners who might be uh you know considering other roles like being data science but then thinking oh this whole interview process it's challenging but maybe there are roles for data science in your organization already that you could consider for yourself um and uh uh, that kind of like brings us up uh, to the end. We're uh, we're kind of run, running out of time already. Thank you so much, Virginia, for coming on the podcast. I just have one last question for you. What is a book that you can recommend to our listeners that um, they uh, that could help them become better at data science? Well, I would recommend actually an audio book that I lately been into and have been giving me insights about. Uh, the main two that you have to have before everything that is statistics. So uh, Naked Statistics is the name of the audiobook you can find in uh, Audible uh, by Charles Willen. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you. And what did you like about the book? It is inspiring. It's telling in practical terms how statistics cannot be, like it, it's not boring at all when you find meaningful data through it so it's just simplifying the terms that we uh, most of people are taught about how bad a statistic is because of the hard terms to understand but when you find uh, meaningful data behind it you will just think the opposite you will just find it amazing so that's what i'm feeling i'm still listening and uh, this has been inspiring me lately, uh, all together with your courses, which are really, really good. Thank you. So Naked Statistics, guys, check it out, the audiobook. And uh, Virginia, how can our listeners follow you or contact you if they'd like to know more about how your career progresses and what you, what you achieve and maybe one day how you use data for good? I have a website in LinkedIn, in LinkedIn well, not LinkedIn, in Jimdo. Uh-huh. I don't know if you are aware, but it's a platform to create websites. And I have created like my homepage there. So you can know more about me there too, all together with LinkedIn. Okay. Uh, in, in Jimdo, it's just Virginia, M-M-G, mgindo.com. Okay, Virginia, M-M-G, jindo.jindo.com. And we'll definitely include the links in the 
uh, show notes and also LinkedIn. Um, so once again, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your experiences and and most importantly, experiences in learning and vision for your future and how you think about your uh, vision. I think it's a very ins- inspirational what you've shared. I thank you very much for bringing me here and sharing this with uh, your listeners. Thank you very much. Kira. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And uh, we definitely talked a lot about career-related things and all these different aspects to selecting your career, selecting um, how you want to progress towards your future, understanding what you're good at and what you're actually passionate about. And my favorite part of this episode was when we spoke about how you line yourself up for success in the future, that you might have a dream, but maybe it's not the best idea to just jump at your dream right away and uh, instead get some experience line up um, some create a name for yourself or get the right skills and tools in place in order to be successful in your dream and uh, Virginia definitely showed a great example of that where she has a dream of doing good for the world through data but she also understands that she needs to develop those data science skills first before she can jump into that and uh, that's exactly what she's doing so i think think that was a a very inspiring message that was delivered there and definitely something for for you to consider in your career where do you want to end up where do you want your career your life to take you and what skills do you think or expertise or experience do you think you need to line up in order to be successful at that so something to consider and as always you can find the show notes for this episode at www.superdatascience.com 53 there you can also get the links to virginia's linkedin don't forget to connect with her there and her website and on that note i wish you a pleasant rest of the week and i look forward to seeing you next time and until then happy analyzing